1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Broadway Podcast Network presents Giants in the Sky How Sondheim and Lapine Went Into the Woods. With me, Ben Rimmelauer. Today's guest, Betsy Joslin, replacement witch on Broadway and on tour.
0: Once upon a time.
1: Betsy Jocelyn played the witch in Into the Woods on Broadway after having understudied that role, as well as Cinderella, and then went on to star as the witch in the National Company. She also replaced Bernadette Peters as Dot and Marie in *Sunday in the Park with George and appeared in the original Broadway cast of Sweeney Todd, eventually taking over as Joanna, a role she reprised on tour and on the television broadcast starring Angela Lansbury and George Hearn. Her other Broadway credits include Les Miserables, High Society, The Goodbye Girl, A Few Good Men, and Hal Prince's production of A Doll's Life, in which she originated the role of Nora, along with starring in Road Companies of Camelot with Richard Harris and City of Angels.
0: I think I I can't even remember if I auditioned originally for something in it, maybe Cinderella. I don't even remember. But the w- the way that I joined the project was uh, there was a woman that they had, uh, and I can't remember her name. Maybe it was Suzanne Douglas, something like yes. that. Yes. And she <laughs> was standing by. Oh, my goodness. She was standing by for um, uh, Bernie Bernadette and Cinderella. And she ended up getting a movie opposite uh, Greg Hines. Mm. So she left you know who wouldn't <laughs> <I> mean, <doing laughs> a movie you know um so they had that slot available and I went and auditioned and, and got it so
1: this must so be very very early because Bernadette it was pretty left early
0: her. yeah it was pretty early I can't remember how long it had been open but it was but pretty I, early
1: I think she left in like March so it was like I mean obviously it was definitely before the Tonys and all that
0: yeah yeah
1: and do, so, do you remember, like during Sunday in the Park with George, knowing that they were doing the workshop or going to San Diego or anything?
0: Of uh, into the woods. Yeah, I don't remember any of that.
1: No. So because uh, they they went to San Diego and they they did another workshop and then the Broadway production happened and then, right. then Rosalind joins and now you were standing by for the witch and for Cinderella.
0: Yes. Yes. That's a and range. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um but i uh you know at understudy rehearsals i all I really wanted to focus on the witch because yes. it's the major part you gotta be ready to go on and in my career, I've always been thrown on mm. over and over and over with no rehearsal or you know minimal rehearsal uh it's sort of been my story, so I wanted to make sure I was really up on it, and then I came in. Uh, for the uh, Saturday matinee one day and all of a sudden I was on for Cinderella and I hadn't really prepared as well as I should have so I had scripts all over the stage it it was crazy I did it but you know I should have been a little more prepared
1: so you had been a standby prior to this project
0: well I I, uh, was in Sunday in the Park, doing Celeste and understudying Bern- Bernadette. Yes, right. right. So, right. Um, you know, I got thrown on for that. Yeah. Bernadette in, in Sunday in the Park on a Saturday matinee. I was vacuuming in my apartment and all of a sudden the stage manager called and said, you're on. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, that's been my pattern.
1: Now, is it easier to learn a part when you're playing another part in the show and just watching it happen eight shows a week or as opposed to sitting out in the house.
0: Um and you know I I stood by for Bernadette in Goodbye Girl as well. Yes,
1: I do. So, I remember you know
0: remember that very like, well. And I can't say enough about her. Oh my God. I mean I have stories. She just is the best. But I would love I'll, to hear them. I will get to that in a moment. Yes. Okay. Um I think it's easier to if you're just standing by, because yeah. then you can just focus and stay and stand in the wings, and sort of act it out while you're watching the person on stage. And a lot of times, if you're in the show, you're making a change or something, and you can't see the the other parts of Bernadette's performance because you're doing something else. You know. Yeah. So it is easier, at least from my standpoint, to be a, a standby.
1: Sure, sure. So uh, so you go on as Cinderella for the first time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I open
0: the show and I'm down on my knees, you know. And then Ed Lindek comes in. <laughs> and I've been lucky enough to do four shows with Ed. Yes. And
1: uh, He was in a, in a Doll's Life also, right? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. He came yeah. and replaced, uh, they originally cast Giorgio Totsi. Oh, and wow. I can't even remember why all of a sudden he wasn't there and Ed was, you know. Yeah. So, and I also did a carousel with him out of Pittsburgh. Oh, City wow. Opera. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got right uh, my equity card.
1: Were you, he, he wasn't your Billy.
0: No, 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 no. He played like the, the star keeper. Oh, star yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. Um, But anyway, I was, oh, uh, op- you opened the show, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like the first thing. First and last. <laughs> no. And uh, I'm down there just, you know, counting one, two. It's just, <laughs> I was a nervous wreck. And Ed comes in and he, he starts mumbling and he goes, Oh, well, you're the other one. <laughs> 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 and he used to do that to Chris and me um, all the time in Sweeney Todd. He would be, come up the stairs, we'd be on the couch. Yeah. And kiss me. And he would just be mumbling. Just where are you going for lunch in between, you know, like in between shows or whatever. He would just mumble stuff all the time. No, like, I, I have to
1: just pu- get off into the woods for one second, because um, of course, we're, you know, I'm one of many, many fans of your, your timeless Joanna on that, on that video. And you mentioned Kiss Me, which I think is one of the most beautiful pieces of music Sondheim, maybe ever wrote yeah it it, it's almost like a throwaway in Sweeney Todd I mean it just you know it happens so fast and 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 then together with um ladies in their sensitivities right right um, uh, but but that's also got to be one of the most difficult pieces to sing
0: um yeah but you know anything that has a laugh in it I'm I'm in you know (laughs) so I just figured out how to sing the other notes But as long as I can get the laugh.
1: <laughs> oh, wonderful. Good for uh, me. <laughs> um, and then um I guess uh was, was when you replaced um Bernadette in Sunday in the park with George. Yes. What was it because of a doll's life that you were now able to sort of be taken to be this belter in addition to the sort of soprano that you had started out as? You who knows that, I know. don't know
0: I mean the doll's life was all over the place
1: right yeah
0: um I I I have no idea I I just was able to do it
1: I mean you're really one of the very few I think maybe Judy Kuhn like there's just a you know Maren Maisie there's hardly any no. of you that have yeah God bless Ugh. that you know played both both sides of that of that yeah. divide yeah, yeah. and then yeah. here you are in Into the Woods in the same show, uh, covering both of those. Um, right. and, um, so do you remember your first time, uh, going on
0: as the witch? Uh, no, not, not specifically. No. Yeah. Sorry. I can't give you any clever. Listen, this is, this is the whole point sure of is. the podcast. It's almost 40 yeah. years
1: ago. So I, I take what yeah. I can get now. Some <laughs> other cast members, um, like Joy Franz, who I guess might have also at some points um uh, uh covered The Witch as well. She described it as the most difficult part to sing in the show. Do you do you agree with that?
0: Well, you know, the 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 rap, that's you know, you come on and have to sing that rap song is
1: yeah it's
0: pretty hard. And last midnight, you know, it 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 is difficult. Um I also did and i'm just giving you my resume now because you brought up joy France. i love it and joy and i played um did guys and dolls together oh. in, at the alliance theater wow in the in atlanta yeah she played sarah and i played adelaide oh how funny yeah
1: oh that's amazing i I wish i'd seen that
0: um I love joy.
1: yes yes uh such a such a, such an actress i had a great interview with her she was oh great. she's yeah. wonderful I her absolutely musical, her yeah. every minute. um but just i'd like to get a little more from you on on you talk about the the rap like i mean so what what is the rap difficult because of the band the pattern of learning all the words or the oh, rhythm? Yeah.
0: what yeah. what makes
1: it because it seems like it would be easier because of the less you know challenging uh, vocal Placement. Well,
0: you, ca- ca- you know, I just kind of screamed a lot of it and you're trying to do a witch voice and yeah. cackling, and, and, uh, and I've done a lot of shows with the beloved, beloved Paul Gimignani. Yes. But what happens with Paul many times is he gets faster and faster. <laughs> As the run goes along. So, you know, you're going greens, greens, and nothing but greens, parsley, peppers, cabbages, and celery, Like you can't even get it out. So uh, mm-hmm. that was my challenge in that.
1: And um uh and what about last midnight? Is that is what what specifically is that hard because of the sondheimeness of the of the melody, or is it the the expansive vocal line?
0: Um, it's it's it just sort of, you know. Everything is written for Bernadette, and she's uh, got this unbelievable instrument yes. that nobody else possesses. yeah it's, it's all written in that middle range.
1: So yeah. you'
0: gotta negotiate, you know, and I don't sing anymore because I, I have no voice anymore but um I you had to negotiate when you would get into uh, your upper range but but it would sit in that middle range, which for Bernie was just like wow, you know. Yeah. Easy peasy, but for everybody else in the world, it's a little little more difficult.
1: I mean, cause Sondheim has said in many interviews, um how uh while he believes in different I think he said like colors that exist intrinsically in different keys he also thinks that it's um very important to adjust that for actor strengths so I'm surprised that that wouldn't be something that then would be shifted for I mean maybe not when you're just um going on for one night but when when you're replaced and stuff where the keys not uh, um customized then
0: right well the thing is for for the time that I was on for Bernadette which was about six months yeah they never signed me to a contract contract. Huh. They let me go on as the understudy wherein I. they were not going to offer me a lot of money because I didn't have a name. They were looking for a name. Mm. They eventually cast Nancy Dussault. So. Yes. So they were looking for a name at f- for all those m- months. And so I said, fine, I'll just take double my salary, you know. I ended up making more money that way after Felicia
1: Rashad left
0: uh that was after Felicia left yeah
1: so you made more money because they didn't put you on contract because
0: they they weren't going to pay me a lot of money they offered me I think they offered me something and it, it was like you know I would make more money keeping my understudy salary being doubled
1: Wow. Yeah. Well that
0: because weird. they didn't know how long it was gonna be. Got it. That was the thing. Because they Ooh. were looking actively looking for a star. And it for my you know, unbelievable luck, it ended up to be six months that I got yeah. to do it. Yeah. And then I replaced Cleo Lane on the tour.
1: Yes, I want to get to that. Like so it all.
0: And then I did a production of it up at um North Shore. Yes. So and- I think I'm the person who's performed the witch the most of anybody. It seems like you might yeah. be now. Those um, were
1: the that was that production at North Shore. One of the ones that was sort of um, had the same design and was very similar to the Broadway production and the tour.
0: Well, that theater is in the round.
1: Ah, well, that would change that. So
0: it and and it was really lovely. The design they came up mm. with were these circular trees that you could see through, oh. and they came down from the from the the ceiling and you could go around the trees and you could sort of hide behind the tree but they could sort of see you. It was re- really interesting, I thought.
1: Oh I've got to find photos of that. And yeah and was that there- Jack
0: what? Allison directed it and yeah. Rob Marshall choreographed. That was the first time I worked with Rob. Wow.
1: Now was that then a more dance heavy production than than the the original?
0: No it basically was what the original was
1: yeah and um
0: and people would come to me and say how do i get a laugh here because you know i had done the broadway show uh, you know they said just well, give me a line reading <laughs> so <laughs> i was like the the manual you know <laughs> <laughs> um
1: uh i love that um so uh okay uh and i i want to have to tell you maybe i said this on our phone call that everyone else i've spoken to who was in the show with you not only loves you personally, but all talked about just what a terrific witch you were oh, and okay. how you just sang the living daylights out of it and got every single laugh and were so compelling. And they all were just such Betsy Joslyn fans.
0: Oh, that's um, lovely. Thank you. I, I'm going to tell you one little anecdote. Yeah. Um, I remember one time coming off the stage um, and Bob Westenberg was in the wings getting ready to go out. And I came off and he said, please just leave us one little crumb of a laugh. Just one little crumb of a laugh left in the audience. Just, it's so funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he talks. <laughs> um, uh, so um, was that hard then being uh, playing the witch, but knowing that you were just waiting for the other shoe to drop when they would say we found a star?
0: I just was so grateful to be doing it. Um, And, uh, you know, two weeks turned into a month and one month turned into two. and So I just was happy. And then when it was over, I said, okay, let's go to Hollywood Mm. (laughs) for pilot season. You know, and I was out there. You left the show
1: when Nancy came in. You did not stay and stand by for her.
0: No. I decided to leave. Yeah. I didn't want to go back to a standby position. Sure. Well, that So I decided to leave and I had some money and I went out to LA and nothing really mm-hmm. happened out there. And then I got a call that Cleo Lane was leaving mm-hmm. and would I take over? So I said, mm-hmm. yep, I'm going on the road. So that was. And then you did that fun. for quite a while too. A, right? a long time, at least yeah. a year, at least wow. a year.
1: Yeah, and. Um, was that a big uh shift from having done the show on broadway having to uh adjust in the one theater after another
0: um yeah and and it ended up that we we cut it down a lot because uh towards the end it was almost like a bus and truck i mean we were oh, yeah. playing some split weeks and things um <clears throat> but yeah you know being being a, a Coming into a show that's already a running machine, mm-hmm. you know, is a difficult thing. And yeah. I couldn't really come in and copy Cleo Lane. I mean, we're totally different. Yeah. Um. So I made adjustments to things other people had set, and they made adjustments to me. And you know, you're a, you're a cog fitting into a machine that's running. Yeah. Already. So, it's difficult, but. It worked out and it, uh, it was a great company, really yeah. great people in it. So we had a lot of fun, a lot of Yeah,
1: fun. That's, that's what I've heard. Tracy Katz was... Oh, uh,
0: God, lover.
1: Yes. <laughs> now, uh, this is a question that you might be the only person that could even answer for me. I... Um, In the Broadway production originally, Bernadette has, I'm sure there's 12 different costumes because they're each, you know, tricked, built in with the magic or, you know, whatever. But as far as to the outside world, she has the crone witch look with the, you know. um, Right. And then she's transformed and is wearing like this beautiful light colored uh yeah Yeah, pink yeah it's like looks like she could be bernadette peters at the golden globes or something
0: right 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 and
1: act two she has the sort of glamorous witch
0: yeah the purple thing and the cape Yeah.
1: yeah
0: and it seems like uh other
1: witches even in that production whether it's nancy or felicia or cleo on the tour only had two looks really that they went from the hag immediately into the um the purple.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, That's right. Because they ended up um, shipping my costume, the pink costume.
1: So you had that because when you were, when you, probably when you had the Bernadette, the exact track.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I believe they did that. It's all coming back to me
1: now. (laughs) Fascinating. So then, so you might be the only other witch in history to have had three looks besides Bernadette. Yes, Yes, I love it. Um, For the last time, I am not on Ozempic. I made one little joke on this podcast, and everybody started calling me out, texting me, calling me cringe, whatever. I really was asked by people if I was on Ozempic, and as I told them, I am not. I am just eating factors, no prep, no mess meals, okay? Warmer, sunnier days are coming. Fire Island season is here. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors, fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Make today the day you can. Kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian-approved meals and ingredients you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. And kitchen time is kept to a minimum. They are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage Calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or just simply to eat well balanced. Head to Factormeals.com giants in the sky fifty and use code GIANTS IN THE SKY fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month. That's code GIANTS IN THE SKY fifty at Factormeals.com GIANTS IN THE SKY fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next month while your subscription is active. And so then tell me a little about. Your relationship with Bernadette and how you came to then stand by for her uh and in a third in a third show uh you know a couple years later yeah uh,
0: well um I'm gonna uh tell you about the day they had me uh trail her in Into the Woods Mm. you know um Um, just to see how what the the stuff that goes on backstage you know because that was a rigorous costume
1: change track. a lot
0: of costume changes a lot of stuff she couldn't have been more generous now you know you're in you're in the stars dressing room you're in her space mm-hmm. you try not to you know uh, infringe on her performance mm. and her backstage stuff but she would tell me to come over. I want, I uh, come over here. You need to know this because nobody else knows this. If mm. you've got to hold this cup in your right hand, because the guy is the stagehand's going to hand you the thing in your left hand. Like she talked me through the whole thing. Ah. She, I, I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't say enough about her. She just, uh, uh, and not many stars will do this. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just talk you through it. And just if you had any questions, she made sure I came in and saw how she took all the clothes off, how she got into the costume. You know, because it's timing. It's yeah stuff that you, you the stage manager can't tell you this. You know, it, yeah. you're you're on your own. But she just she talked me through it all. Wow! And I'll tell you another story about Bernadette. When I was doing Goodbye Girl, my mom passed away. Oh, sorry. And I had to go out to Staten Island and, you know, be with my dad. And, and I remember Bernadette called my home there. Somehow mm. she got the number at my parents' house. And she told me, I'm getting a little flippant here. Oh. <laughs> she told me that she was absolutely healthy. Everything was fine. Not to worry, not to give a thought to her or the show that I should take my time and be with my family. And just, she said, my ma- my mom passed away and I know what it's like. And I mean, what star does that? Wow. You call your understudy and say, take all the time you need, you know? Wow. She just, so I can't say enough about her.
1: Yeah. She's yeah. a
0: wonderful lady.
1: Um, so did, did, was that a thing where you became, you know, they, they thought, oh, you know, Betsy has the Bernadette range and physicality and she's a good person. I have no
0: idea. I mean, you'd have to ask them, <laughs> <laughs> whoever them are.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, that was her next Broadway. Those were her three, broad. well, I guess not song and dance, uh, but the, but, but into the woods, Goodbye Girl was her next show.
0: I, I really,
1: yeah. It'd be, song been and
0: Dance, wasn't it? No, that was much earlier, right? Yeah, that
1: was between Sunday and... and right, Monday.
0: right. Uh, I don't know. Just luck, I guess.
1: Yeah. I, you know? Yeah.
0: And I know, and uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, God, I can't remember. Who who covered her in uh, Song and Dance?
1: Maureen Moore. Maureen,
0: Maureen. Yes. Uh, you know, she's sort of the same person. Yes. But, you know, like in the club.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you are a club. Now, see of Maureen Moore, I'm glad you bring her up because, uh, I don't know. I sent it to you too late last night. I don't know if you got a chance to see the email, but, uh, there are these demo recordings that, uh, are Maureen Moore, you, George Lee Andrews, and John Cameron Mitchell, and I think also Kim Crosby, that, um, they are of the earlier versions of the songs from Into the Woods, or the cut songs like Second Midnight, and it's the boom crunch that preceded, oh, up, crunch,
0: yeah,
1: uh, Last, last midnight. midnight, yeah, and um, it uh, and Maureen sings the witch, and I think that you sing the Baker's wife and Cinderella, and I she, don't remember this at all, Ben. Okay, so I nobody knows anything about these tracks right they three of them were released um, in maybe like 2003 when the Broadway cast recording, they did like a deluxe version of the CD, and they gave these three tracks, and then um, later in the early aughts, there was like a Sondheim the story so far box set that had the remaining three tracks. And I thought it was so strange. Did they come from the 80s? Were, they, were you like at Sondheim's house when they were writing into the woods? And they, you know, but it. so it turns out, John Karen Mitchell remembered a little bit that there were supposed to be a CD-ROM. Does, do you even remember? I mean, this is a thing nobody talks about anymore, right? CD-ROMs. Okay. <laughs> it was a CD-ROM that um, I guess was to help promote Into the Woods Jr., which, you know, they license this for kids. It's like a one oh,
0: oh oh!
1: And so as bonus material to get more people to buy the CD-ROM, they had, this is apparently in the 90s. He thought maybe like 1991 around that time that they had you and he and Maureen and George record these songs in a studio, piano only, that were sort of like bonus. And that maybe there was some plan you were actually going to film video components of this, but then that never came to fruition and the CD-ROM was never released. And so the tracks just sort of were just existed and then they were released later in these other ways. But does that ring any bells whatsoever?
0: Not even a tinkle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm mad on your behalf because now I'm thinking you didn't get any money for it. That's probably true. (laughs) Although one of those things where you get, you know, a, a check for like, you know, eleven dollars twice a year into your
0: I get those checks that are five cents
1: yeah yeah exactly um uh well I I I did email them to you so at some point you should listen because I first of all you sound great on them and it's funny it's funny to hear you having covered um the witch and Cinderella yeah and also as the baker's wife (laughs) I
0: guess so and I actually auditioned for the baker's wife well, that would make sense. You would have when, been a very, a
1: very, a very good choice for it at that. And I time.
0: do remember getting a laugh from Sondheim at my audition, but I didn't get cast. <laughs> You're talking about when they were first casting it? No, when they were replacing Joanna. Oh, oh, so you were
1: already in it as? Yes,
0: uh, I was standing uh, by.
1: Ah, uh, but I think they were looking for a star with that also because they cast someone from television. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul Ford was very bitter that that was who they went with. He had, he had a lot to say about that that casting decision. <laughs> oh, Paul. <laughs> um, have you read his book, by the way? I
0: haven't. I haven't. It is quite
1: I, interesting. I only
0: read, I only read my parts. The things <laughs> yeah, well, about you me. know, that's,
1: that's important. Well, he, he.
0: So, phew, I, I got a good review. Yes, like book.
1: everyone else, Paul loves sure. you. Now, Paul does not love everyone, but Paul... No,
0: he does, does not. No, <laughs> yeah, but we, we always got along. And I did a lot of shows with him. I did a lot yeah. of stuff
1: with him. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, um, have you, over the years, you said that you have a 20-year-old kid. Like, have you uh, seen more than you might have realized at the time, the tremendous um, impact that Into the Woods has come to have? Um.
0: Uh, like i I can't really single that out as much as Sondheim per se. Yes. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, I love doing the witch. I loved yeah. it, I loved it, but like Sweeney is like was made my career. yes, you know what I mean. And yeah. once again, I wasn't cast originally, I, oh, I should tell you that story. please, yeah. this is how I lost the role of Joanna. oh <laughs> it was between <clears throat> it was between Sarah and myself. Yes. And I had just replaced Sarah in the Fantastics downtown. Mm. So.
1: What a wonderful tidbit. I did not, I knew that you had done that, but I didn't know you'd replaced her. I
0: replaced Sarah. So. um, So. Was that your
1: first job in New York City, the Fantastics? In
0: New York City, yeah. My first job was uh, at Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera. Um, I was supposed to go play Kitty in Where's Charlie.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, no, I'm wrong. I was supposed to play Huddle with Jack Guilford in oh. uh, in Fiddler. And then they called me on Friday morning. Uh, I was supposed to fly out on Monday to start rehearsals for that. They called me on Friday and said, the girl playing Kitty in Where's Charlie uh, had uh, had her appendix removed. And can you fly out here and learn the role and go on? Oops. So that was my first being thrown on. Wow! You know yeah. I literally went to the rehearsal. I wrote a note for my mom. I was 19 or 20. <laughs> I wrote a note saying she was teaching summer school. I wrote, uh, gone to Pittsburgh. I'll call you later. You know, it's like, so I walk into the room with my suitcase and Milton Lyons says, put it down. We're, we're up to you right now. I said, <laughs> I don't have a script. I don't have it. I have nothing. Oh, so wow. I learned the role that night. And I did, and the next day got blocked into everything. And then I did a producer's run-through on Sunday. (laughs) Opposite Roger Rathburn.
1: I'm
0: uh, sorry, opposite who? Huh? Opposite who? Roger Rathburn. Do you remember him from Nona Net? Oh, yeah. Great singer. Yeah. Terrific guy. And and, And Ken Ken Berry played uh, the lead. Oh, wow.
1: Now, did you still get to do Fiddler as well?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What that was, was the next Gilford show. Like? What was what? What was
1: Jack Guilford like?
0: Oh, you just can't imagine. You just can't imagine. He's so, he was just the best. And <clears throat> luckily, I got to work with him again later on at the Kennedy Center. Um, they did, um, uh, what is it? Of the I Sing? Oh, yeah. Let him eat cake. It was uh, uh, Jack and uh, Larry Kurt Mm. and uh, Maureen uh, Maureen McGovern McGovern yes Yes. and I had to go on for her for the last week so I was in the chorus and then I had to go on for her but Jack was just you know he used to do this thing um, what I remember growing up seeing him on commercials and stuff you know on television and he used to do this thing with his face which was a uh, pea, a uh, split pea soup coming to a boil. Do you know about that? <laughs> no. Where very slowly he would just he would keep his eyes closed and very slowly he, like one eye would, <laughs> like start his whole face just bit by bit just coming alive. It was the funniest thing. He was just so darling. He was darling. Wow. Anyway, but I started to tell you a story about yes. uh, uh, Sarah and myself. Yes. So. Hal uh, comes to me and says, uh, we want to put you in a blonde wig to see what, because the they, it's got to be blonde.
1: Yeah. This then is after show. your first audition for Sweeney.
0: Uh, yes. I auditioned uh, a couple of times and this was going to be my final audition for the role of Joanna. I originally auditioned for the chorus. Mm. I said, I'll t- take anything. I just want to be in the show. Yeah. And then they called and I got an audition for Joanna. So mm. I, I auditioned a couple of times. They say, this is going to be a final audition. Hal wants you to go to this address and they're going to put you in a blonde wig. And mm. then you'll do your audition in the wig. So I go to this place. They put me in a wig. But it's like a hooker's wig. <laughs> it's like bleached blonde, mm. like you know, off, like up here, bouffant, off. And I, I get to the theater. I'm running late. I get to the theater to audition, and I, I'm in the wings. And Artie Massella goes out and says, he goes Betsy, Betsy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he and I said yeah, and he he said, are you ready? And I said okay. And he goes out and he says, um, Hal, Steve, this is Betsy Jocelyn. And at that moment, I happen to glance to my left, and there was a mirror right there. And I looked at what I looked like. Now I had no makeup on. I had this blonde platinum <clears throat> horrible wig. And I I went out there and I started doing hooker jokes. Because that's what I do when I'm uncomfortable. And I like would turn my head and a pin would fly out. <laughs> another pin would fly. And I'd go, you know, I just, um, I was out on 8th Avenue and, uh, just thought I'd make a couple bucks before I came in. So, huh. you know, and I'm doing all these jokes and that's how I lost the part. They told me I was too sophisticated. Wow. I wasn't sort of childlike enough. You know what I
1: mean? Wow. It's like almost like you were sabotaged.
0: Yeah. By myself. Wow. Well, which is, you know, this is it. I always say if I ever write a book, it's going to be called. It seemed like a good idea at the time. <coughs> <laughs> in so many ways. So how did you bounce back from
1: that? How did you uh I was
0: in the chorus. I was thrilled. And I understudied. Yeah. And then, of course, Hal, you know, God bless him, when Sarah left, she wanted to do more opera. Yeah. Um uh, he just gave me the part. And then a couple And then I'll of... tell you I'll tell you an interesting yeah. thing about the tour. Yeah. Because he loved the the timbre of Chris's voice. Yes. When he sang Ah miss, yeah look at me, look at me, miss. So write that whole thing. He wanted that raised a step or two or whatever. Mm. But then that meant that my so the greenfinch was like raised. And, and and he said, So we're gonna take it up like two steps or something. Isn't it
1: already like very, very, very it was
0: not originally not in the in the Broadway production. Oh but he raised it for the tour. And I said, Are you kidding me? I said, this is my first time on tour. I want to like go out and have a couple drinks after the show. What What are you doing? And he said, you just, your voice sounds like a bird up there.
1: Mm.
0: So, it doesn't make it a lot of fun for me. <laughs> so that's why we did it.
1: Wow. Now, a lot of you uh, in that had been the understudies in the first cast, right? Like Chris. Chris, and, yeah. Um. Wasn't also the with the Beatle, was he maybe the understudy or no
0: no no oh
1: calvin was it calvin
0: remsburg calvin did it originally oh uh, no uh no, uh um, oh god, uh Jack Williams, Jack Eric Williams,
1: and then calvin was on the calvin
0: tour. did the tour, yeah,
1: yeah, I once took a voice lesson from him, he was a character,
0: yes, he was a character, he Love. was a character,
1: yeah, um. Wow, oh, that's so interesting uh well listen it, it's all it's all the the sondheim history and, and you know, I know,
0: I know it just broke my heart know, when he it, passed, yeah, and how I mean that was my whole Broadway experience, really you know,
1: well, you had it as good as it gets, betsy yeah, I, I know I know, all, and you know but that that video is such a, a incredible um you know for the ages, I mean we all yeah. you know lock to that and yeah. um, you know, and same with Sunday in the Park and Into the Woods. Oh, I know, That I those know. shows were preserved like that is really a gift for generations. I know.
0: I'm just, I'm, I was last night trying to think of funny stories I could tell you. Yeah. And um, I'm going to tell you when Dick Cavett came into the show. Yes. <laughs> he was a darling, darling man. Really darling. Um, but he would just start talking backstage. Yeah. You know? And he would, like, his cue he was supposed to go on so I got everybody together and I said look his stories are fabulous but we all have to be on dick patrol to <laughs> <laughs> be on dick patrol, patrol. okay and you've got to be listening to the show and say dick you're on <laughs> <So> <laughs> that was dick patrol so one night um I get to, I, I'm, this is the transformation, right? Wow. So I've done the costume change. I'm in the pink dress okay, and I have the cape and I have the goblet and I'm, do, you know, and I'm the down below the elevator and the stagehands are there and the cue comes for it to start, and it doesn't start, and it doesn't start, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm in the basement and the show is still going upstairs and they're waiting for me to come up they, God bless these two stagehands, they tried to lift me up, I said, you can't put me up on this thing, so I said, get out of my way, get out of my way, I climbed off the thing, I ran around, I went up the stairs, I, I think I tossed one of the stepsisters overboard, and I ran out on stage, just like screaming, and nobody knew who I was, or what, you know, and I was just stuck there, and Dick said, well, um, if you'd come back another night, you would see that the witch, like, had to... <laughs> it It's horrible, horrible, but I didn't know what else to do.
1: No, you <laughs> saved it. Well, okay. First of all, I love that even in the middle of a performance where you're starring as the witch, you are still a mother on Dick Patrol, minding, <laughs> <No>. minding <laughs> that Dick Cabot doesn't derail the play. Um, <laughs>
0: oh, one more story.
1: Yes. I, I also want to ask you about the witch's um, transformation, how you accomplished
0: okay. that, but okay. tell me,
1: tell me the story too.
0: So I'm, I'm not one of those people who, um, if somebody important is in the house, you know, please don't tell me because it'll affect my profile. No, I want to know where they're sitting. If yeah. they're on the aisle, I want to be able to see them. So Dick came to me uh, this night and said, He said just that. I don't know if you like to know if somebody's in the audience. I said, no, 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 it's fine. He said, well, uh, Catherine Hepburn is here tonight. So if you want to meet her, she's going to come back after the show. So so I get my makeup off. I I run down and I see her on the stage. I'm in the wings and I see her on the stage and she's pointing and she's looking at the theater. And I come out and Dick, you know, uh, presents me and I I said, how did did you enjoy the show? And she said, I found it terrifying. (laughs) Absolutely terrifying. (laughs) I thought that was like an interesting thing to say. I found it terrifying. And she said, you know, this, I played this theater. That's why she was, she hadn't been in that theater since she played it in the lake. And she said, that is the show in which the critics said Miss Hepburn runs the gamut of emotion from A to B. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, here I am. I have died and gone to heaven. I'm standing here shaking Catherine Hepburn's hand, and she's telling me stories. So I have great memories, great memories. Chip Zion told me that because Katherine
1: Hepburn was Sondheim's neighbor in Turtle Bay, oh yeah, she complained about the banging on the yes. piano that yes. she was the inspiration for the witch next door
0: that could very well be that could very well be
1: <laughs> amazing, um, so okay, oh, I have
0: another little quick thing up just no, I want them all, Betsy. I I got a commercial once for Bounty Paper Towels. Yeah, yeah. And remember when Nancy Walker-
1: Yes, that's used, how I remember? grew up knowing her.
0: Rosie, right? Yeah. Because I was a waitress in the commercial and um, oh. I would say, ready, open, Rosie. And, you know, we did the thing. So at one point, the, the director of the piece of the commercial introduced me to Nancy. And he said, you know, Betsy is going to be- um, Performing in Stephen Sondheim's new musical, Sweeney Todd. And she goes, oh, is it any good? (laughs) I don't don't know yet. (laughs) It's got to be good. It's Sondheim. (laughs) Ah, uh, That was my... That was my experience with Nancy Walker.
1: <laughs> oh, amazing! Um, all, all the theater queens who cherish her um, recording of "I'm Still Here" will, yes. be, will be horrified to know she was yes. not, not. Is it any good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so explain to me how the witch's transformation happened because this is fascinating. That you're downstairs on an L ele- in the orchestra, you know, I, in the basement on the getting on the elevator.
0: Um, I. Start the scene. You, the witch starts the scene, yeah, and goes around the back of some tree, yeah. And there's an elevator, there's a you stand there and they take you down, yeah. At least that's how I remember it, yeah. And uh, there's a witch double, ah, who is in, and they have taped my voice recording, they record the lines, yeah. Um, and she ax it out Mm -hmm. while I'm making the change downstairs
1: wow lip-syncing to your pre-recorded voice
0: right um but you know you're covered with a hood and yeah yeah it's sort of and there's lots of stuff going on but that's that gives me the time that gives the person playing the wish the time to do the transformation downstairs get out of the costume and you've done before I came out on the stage, yeah. I had already taken most of the makeup off and redone ah. my makeup and I sort of let just the, the hood cover me and I flail about so I didn't have to do a makeup change. I had to let, get the nose off and the chin and all that stuff. I, uh, I just had to do the costume. And so, I never
1: caught it and I never thought, why is yeah. she wearing the hood here? <laughs> like- right. That's why. <laughs> um and uh wait so is who is the there's just so much money that they can afford to have a double on no Stella? she
0: played uh I think it was Maureen Davis maybe um I think she yeah uh, you know at the end of the show
1: oh Snow White
0: Snow White yeah yeah, oh, I wow, believe okay. it was her. yeah.
1: so it got you okay wow interesting um and then uh and so, one of the things you have to do when you're standing by for the witch is you have to pre record the spoken lines for that scene. Or yes, I assume yes. they don't use Bernadette's voice when you're. No, no,
0: it. no, no. It has to be whoever's understudying. And I think Marin even understudied the witch at some point. Oh,
1: Fascinating. You yeah. both, you're both super.
0: She was super my reverse. Rapunzel for a really long time.
1: Oh, yeah. She yeah,
0: really long time. Oh, I loved her so much. Yeah. That, her. Was her that was her first job,
1: isn't that right? I mean, uh, that I don't know. Yeah, she was very young at least.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, incredible. Um, And then, uh, well, okay, any other stories? I, I, I'll i take anything you got. That's great stories.
0: Um, oh God, I've just, I, it's in my head because uh, Adam Heller, do you know Adam Heller? Yes. Uh, he played the baker um, on the
1: tour. tour right, replaced. Uh, with... Or no,
0: did he? Did he do it on the? tour? I can't remember.
1: I think he replaced Ray Gill on the tour.
0: Maybe, maybe. Anyway, um, we're going to see some like it hot tonight, and uh, he's in it. So, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him.
1: I'm seeing it next week. I'll I'll. Oh, I'm so excited!
0: (laughs) Oh my god, just looks great. So, I've heard great things about it. What else could I tell you?
1: I don't know. Well, okay, did you do the tour together with Ray Gill or was he out when you took over?
0: Ray was still in it, but then he left.
1: Um, Because James Lapine and Ira Weitzman and Chip Zion and uh, a couple other people spoke so highly of his performance. And I guess he was who James Lapine actually wanted as the baker, even though he had a previous relationship with Chip. And for whatever reason, I don't know, they weren't casting or, or Ray wasn't available. James had to like be sold on the idea of Chip because he was so in love with the idea That's of crazy. Ray Gill. And uh, sad, you know, of course, sadly, Ray passed away uh. far too young. Uh. And I, I'm so curious to get a sense of what it was about Ray that made everyone love him so much. I have no concept of him.
0: Oh, he just was like the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest person on the earth and funny and just just wonderful. I did a I did a review with him and Richie Muins um and Paige O'Hara. Oh wow uh, up in, in Connecticut, up uh, I can't remember where it was, uh in New Haven, I think. Uh so I knew Ray for a long time interesting I remember James telling me that uh what he wanted to do for the tour was have Ray and uh Mary Gordon Murray yes um because they were more of like a middle America
1: yes couple,
0: and Chip and Joanna were like the the urban New yes. York
1: City sort of yes. upper west side Jews James. yes <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So uh,
0: maybe that had something to do with the yeah. pairing of, I, I, I don't know. And do you, Mary Gordon Murray came into the New York show. Yes. Right, for a
1: while. Yeah, she replaced the woman who, Cynthia Sykes, who replaced- Cynthia
0: her. Sykes, right, right, right. Yeah, it's like, I can't put it all. It's, it's a lot that,
1: of geometry. Uh, exactly <laughs> yes. um Fascinating. Um, That middle America thing, especially that, that helps me understand what, what the, um, and then that makes sense for the tour too. Yeah. Anything else like that, the sort of like tonally that you felt was different in the way the tour was um, played?
0: No, it was pretty much, pretty much what the New York show was. I, I, I didn't feel like I had to really readjust. I mean, I came in with clear was a completely different, You know, uh, more low key, you know, me, I'm like off the roof. So it was fun for the for the tour. They felt like I brought in a lot of energy that pushed the show, you know, and I always remember James saying that the 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 witch is like the motor. She just Mm. pushes the show along.
1: Mm.
0: You know, she runs in and says, come on, come on, come on, do it you know, you're waiting for the last midnight, you know, come on. She wants to be pretty again.
1: Betsy, I, 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 I knew I was going to get all the gold from you and you're giving it <laughs> um,
0: Did you get to see Cleo? I did. I did. And, I flew and- in there and was able to see her. She was darling. She was so lovely and gracious to me. Just a lovely woman. Lovely. Well,
1: was her performance very different from Bernadette's? She is such a different energy and and voice and everything.
0: Yeah, she was. She was low key and mysterious.
1: Ah, I
0: would say, she brought a an air of mystery to it. Mm. And, and things were slower, but sort of scary, you know, ah. in in that mysterious sort of way. If, yeah, if that, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And was Charlotte Ray still in the show by the, when you got there?
0: He, mm, yes, mm, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember, I mean, Nora, Nora May Ling took yes, over. right, yes, yeah, um, who was very remember. young
1: to be playing that part at that time, yes,
0: point. but she was really good, she was really <laughs> good, um, very funny, really good, uh, but I remember doing most of the shows with her, I, I can't yeah. remember if, if, uh, I did it with Charlotte, I can't remember, so and then,
1: um, I guess when Mary Gordon Murray left um um, oh God, now I'm forgetting her name, but um, on the tour, yeah, she took over as the baker's wife, um,
0: was it Judy yes, oh, Judy okay. yes, yeah, yeah i did I did a lot of the shows with Judy,
1: yeah, she seems like she I've seen her in other stuff, Mom oh, she's
0: a, I love her, love yeah. her, love her, yeah yeah and Jonathan Hadley, and just yes great Jonathan, people. A.
1: Jonathan Hadley. yeah,
0: it was just it was a great cast. It was a great cast. I was very happy to join that
1: wow. well, I Betsy, I'm so grateful. this has been absolutely fascinating. and there's so much good stuff here that I'm so happy to be able to include in this um chronicle of into the woods. and
0: ok. I'm so happy I was able to help
1: me too me too i really appreciate it and uh i if, if you have any trouble opening those those tracks i emailed you uh if you, know, if, 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 if you fancy it uh, i would happy to help because i'd love to to see if that triggers any memories for you <laughs> okay um but i hope you enjoy some like it hot tonight and yes I
0: i'm looking forward to it
1: talk to you again sometime soon
0: okay ben thank you so much thank
1: you betsy have wonderful holidays you and too. a great great rest you of your too. day <laughs> Thank you for listening to Giants in the Sky on the Broadway Podcast Network. Look out for episode 24 with Philip Hoffman, Broadway Understudy.